Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's D.A. Well, not really. It's Mraz and Bogus still with us here, D.A., a little time off. Patty Boyle, PDB with us on the other side. It's the DA show on a Wednesday here on CBS Sports Radio. And very excited, Bogues, to have our next guest in studio. We're on, of course, over 200 affiliates nationwide, Sirius XM 158. But one affiliate in particular will be very excited. 93.7, if you're listening out in San Diego, waking up at 5 a.m. local time right now. Your San Diego State Athletic Director, J.D. Wicker, in studio with us now. J.D., what's going on? Uh, just enjoying some time in the city and uh, excited to be here and, you know, talk San Diego State, San Diego, Snapdragon Stadium. Absolutely. So the reason you're in town, uh, you were nominated for the Athletic Director of the Year by the Sports Business Journal. There's an award show tonight at the Marriott Marquis. And your new stadium, Snapdragon Stadium, is nominated for Sports Facility of the Year by the Sports Business Journal. So really exciting times, San Diego and San Diego State, to come out here to New York City. First of all, you had to have been rooting, I'm guessing, probably June, July, August. Still a little cold for you San Diego people over here, isn't it? Actually, the weather's been, this has been very San Diego-ish weather uh, while we've been here. Really? So we, okay. We I think a little, a little chilly too at cool, night. maybe. Okay. A little chilly at night, but it's been great during the day. San Diego is my second favorite city in this country. If I didn't have to rip my kids out of school and their activities and break grandparents' hearts by taking them across country, yeah, I would do it in a second. It's a wonderful place. What's the first? Here. Really? Yeah. Oh, come on. San Diego's better than here. No, it's New York. There's too much going on here. That's why San Diego's No, I'd miss, <laughs> I'd miss too much here. But San Diego's perfect. And you've accomplish what some teams are in and around San Diego have in recent. I mean, I was looking at um, a tour of Snapdragon Stadium last night, and if things go well here this morning, can at least one of us get on that, like, pier thing on the upper deck? Dude, that, 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 that thing looks cool. Yeah, no, we very pleased with how the stadium turned out. Uh, you know, we're, we're basically have done everything we said we would do with the stadium with the announcement of MLS last week mm-hmm. when we opened it, but the Saquon Piers... Our architects, we told them we wanted to be, you know, a stadium that reflects San Diego. So they built a pier that instead of going out into the ocean, goes out towards the field so that whether you're watching a soccer match, an Aztec football game or a concert or whatever, there you are, a pier out into what's happening in the stadium. You know, it's amazing. Speaking of Snapdragon Stadium, obviously the city never got a stadium deal done. And we saw the Chargers sadly leave for L.A., which it feels like they're just an irrelevant franchise now, despite having a great quarterback. But here, you guys are, as a school, you build a 35,000-seat stadium. We'll get to the MLS announcement in just a second. 
Was there any fear at that amount, 35000 about, are we going to be able to pack this thing out? You guys have done a great job. Yeah, we did a lot of, we studied, you know, right. what size we should be. We felt, you know, after doing market surveys, we felt 35000 was the right place to be. We can expand to forty temporarily okay. if we need to. And then, you know, it can go to 55000 just the site that we're on and how we design the stadium. So we're very comfortable with where we're starting out at. And we wanted to create some demand right off the bat. And then, you know, as we go down the road, if we need to get bigger, we can. Uh, reading about the process to get the stadium built and figuring all the different questions, pleasing all the people that kind of fight stadium projects, I kept seeing the term bird strikes. <laughs> you guys have, what's, why were birds such a problem for you guys? So we literally went out, I don't know how many public meetings we had to talk about, not just the stadium, but it's a 166 acre development that's got, you know, mixed use. It's got retail, uh, housing, future campus or river park. But so a lot of environmental groups that we had to talk to. And really the one that we had the most problem with was, the bird strike folks. So when you think about you're building a building with a lot of glass on it, there's certain types of glass that you use so the birds won't fly into it. And we had some, there was a difficult decision on exactly which type of glass you would use. They didn't necessarily like the glass that we wanted to use. So we had some struggles with the bird strike people, but had everybody else on board. <laughs> I think you guys are in the clear now. It feels like every night in Major League Baseball, somebody's hitting a bird right now. So I think the pressure might be off, might be off San Diego. So obviously we've now having the announcement uh, last week, new MLS franchise coming to San Diego. They will obviously play at Snapdragon Stadium. Uh, I'm not sure. Do we have the team name yet? Do we, we don't have a team name yet. They're okay. On it. But the MLS just keeps expanding these and these Perfect little nook fan bases like Austin now is completely Salt uh, Salt Lake, uh, St. Louis. Yeah, they're, they're supporting their teams like crazy. Portland, Seattle. There, there obviously was a hunger there. This has to be such a big part of the stadium getting an MLS team in there. And I almost find that some of these cities like Portland that maybe don't have an NFL franchise pride themselves on how much they're into the MLS. And MLS feels like it's going to take off here in San Diego. Yeah, no, we're really excited about it. And this is something that, you know, going back to 2017 when we were competing against another group that at that point had the rights to MLS. Uh, MLS, we came and visited with them and just told them what our story was. And here we are in, you know, 2023 and we've got a team and we're on the border with Mexico. So that's another one of, you know, the kind of the gateway to Mexico, the Tijuana Cholos right across right. the border. We're really excited with what we think we can do uh, with an MLS team. And they had an event Saturday night after the announcement that they sold out in 24 hours. So the excitement wow. in town is there. And we generally have really good ratings for, you know, World Cup and other things like that. So there is a big soccer community in San Diego. And you have a NWSL team already, right? With, I think, Alex Morgan's on that yep. team. Alex you... Morgan, we've already set uh, largest crowd ever, largest opening day crowd, largest playoff crowd. Amazing. So we just keep breaking records there, too. You mentioned the the ability to expand the stadium, more capacity. Is and you've been very outspoken about Big 12, Pac-12, we're going somewhere. Is that expansion required for that jump, or is that just what uh, – could you do it if you needed to? We could do it if we needed okay. to. It's not required. You know, our, our biggest thing right now is let's, you know, run the building for a while and let's, you know, let's create some demand. Uh, and then if down the road we need to and it makes financial sense, we'll do it. One of the big reasons we studied 55,000 was, you know, we talked to a bunch of people – from an NFL standpoint, they felt 55,000 in San Diego would be the right number. So if the NFL ever wanted to come back and partner, we've got, you know, a site that could accommodate that.
No, on that note, where Bogus talks about being outspoken and the idea of conference realignment, which is obviously such a big story. You know, last week we were doing the stories with the ACC teams and talking about their TV money and revenue. I'm just curious from an athletic director's point of view, with, with a school like yours and everything going on, how often are these conversations happening at your desk? Is this a once-a-week thing, once a month? Is it every day where you're kind of shuffling? Like, what is it behind the scenes when it comes to conference uh, realignment? How often are these conversations happening? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of questions about it. Uh, we have pretty regular uh, conversations with various people, whether it's at the conference level, whether it's athletic directors. So uh, it's something that we've been working on for a while, and we certainly feel like we've put ourselves in you know the right place, especially with the success of this year. And then with the investment in football in the stadium. Do you now with this new stadium? Do you view it with you being an athletic director? Obviously, you're up for athletic director of the year. Do you feel like before your time is done at San Diego State, it's like a mission of yours to make sure San Diego's set up and taking that conference jump? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's the next you know logical step for everything that we've done. Uh, and again, we're putting the investment in. We're seeing the success as you look across you know what we've been able to do with our major sports, but also you know, our Olympic sports. So definitely, you know, the next box to check. And the way things have been going for you guys, I mean, basketball is more top of mind, men's basketball, the national title game, but football had a, had a good season too. And it's, and both programs are not new to success. Do you feel like you have the leverage in these conversations where you're picking where you want to go as opposed to waiting for somebody to come and ask you to be part of their league? You know, I get that question a lot. You know, obviously we have to have an invitation first. So, but we've put ourselves in, you know, the, the right position. If you go back to, I think it's the one of my favorite stats since 2010-11, uh, if you combine records for football and men's basketball, San Diego State has the best record in Division One. We're better than Ohio State. We're better than Oregon. We're wow. better than Alabama. So balance. So balance. And, you know, again, we play in the Mountain West, but we're 7-4 and four against the Pac-12 in football over the last, um, since 2016. Obviously, national championship run in men's basketball. So we're competing against those Power 5 teams at a Mountain West Conference budget. So the, the Pac-12 presented by San Diego State is like a thing you could possibly <laughs> negotiate? Whatever we can get done to, uh, you know, to make that jump, we're working on it. Obviously, you had the city energized with this run to the Final Four, which was just an unbelievable moment for the Aztecs. And you talk about striking that balance. Obviously, you have Brady Hoke back there as a head coach again in football. So while you might pride yourself on balance when considering conference realignment, does the idea of whether we are a basketball school or whether we are a football school come to top of mind when shopping around? No, I mean, I think, you know, it's those are the two sports that you need to be, you know, really successful in as you think about how are we going to finance the entire athletic department. Um, you know, and we've been fortunate that, you know, it's a little easier to make the national stage in basketball at our level just because of the way the, you know, the basketball tournament plays out. In yeah. football, it's really hard to get into a four-team playoff, which is why I think the, the expansion to 12 is really going to help some of these smaller schools that you're going to have the opportunity to actually get on the field and play somebody. You know, it's hard when you don't ever get the opportunity to play somebody. So uh, the expansion of the 12-team playoff, I think, will help. And, you know, and hopefully we'll see some fresh blood, you know, being able to elevate to those, you know, to that semifinal national championship game. That voice is J.D. Wicker, the AD at San Diego State, with us here this morning on CBS Sports Radio. I can't believe this is still a conversation. It seems like science to me. People that kind of push back on the financial commitment to athletics and what the like almost ignoring the payoff. So I've got to ask this again to keep that conversation going, or I guess maybe try to, you know, to, to end it. What tangible improvements, benefits, advantages have you felt 
since making the Final Four in terms of, I don't know if admissions are up or anything. I'm sure there's all this new business, but how real is the boost from a Final Four appearance? I mean, it's been amazing what we've seen. I the the best number I saw was the week of the Final Four. So from you know Monday, Tuesday before until the Tuesday after, we saw two hundred and one million dollars worth of earned value. That's what it would have cost us to go and get the uh, the value that we you know that we saw with all the free media that we got. So, uh, but admissions, we already have over a hundred thousand applicants per year. Uh, already, so we'll see that number bump next year. Right now, the uh, it, the admissions folks are worried about enrollment. They think we're going to be have too many kids accept this year, so they're worried about housing those types of things. Uh, but a ton of interest. We're just going uh, back on sale for next year for basketball. We think we'll renew at about a hundred percent. So it'll be it's it's definitely seen a lot of value, and the institution as a whole has seen amazing value. Do you feel like from that pandemic season that was shortened where everybody saw the season San Diego State was going to have, that you guys kind of got robbed of this run earlier than it should have been for the school? Yeah, we definitely felt like that 30-2 and two team and, and felt bad for the, for the young men that were on the team. Um, not only did you lose the NCAA, but your last game was a buzzer-beating shot by Sam Merrill to beat you in the Mount West yeah. Conference Championship right. game. So. We were excited to have Malachi Flynn was uh, in Houston for the Final Four. Uh, Jordan Shackle was there. So some of the guys that were on that team you know, got to come and experience it a little bit. But yeah, those guys, uh, they, that was a Final Four quality team. Uh, and then there's the NIL topic. And, and Lamont Butler, hit, who had the shot in the national semifinal, his dad has talked about offers, whatever, that have been floated in their direction as he kind of contemplates his future you guys have done a lot, it looks like, in terms of bringing in money or bringing in opportunities, teaching kids how to use the situation, giving them the tools to do it. But where do you think you stand still in general with what other schools have made available or what else is out there for kids that to go play basketball somewhere else? I mean, I think, you know, one of the interesting things is the numbers you hear thrown around, you know, in reality, those are, are not the inflated, real yeah. um, seemingly a good bit. You hear kids, oh, they went to so-and-so school for this amount. And then, you know, you're talking to the kid after the season and it's maybe half of that. But uh, the whole collective experience is something that we're working on in San Diego. We've got one that's more basketball-centric that's done a good job. Football's getting up and running. Uh, But, you know, the collectives are, you know, it's more pay-for-play than anything else. And hopefully with, it seems like Congress is starting to, you know, get into it. I think there may be, there's another hearing coming up on the House side. Uh, Senators Tuberville and Manchin are working on a bill as well. So hopefully we'll see something, a narrow NIL bill written, you know, before the end of the year that at least has everybody operating under the same umbrella. Now, with NIL, obviously that's such a big deal when it comes to recruiting and transfer portals, but you had mentioned a little while ago about the expansion of the college football playoff. And I think that if you are not in favor of the college football playoff expansion, you feel like, well, we're just adding more waste of time games. Whereas my argument for it has been, J.D., by allowing more teams into the playoff, I think that should help recruitment for some of these other schools because you're letting them know, hey, you don't just got to go to Alabama to have a chance to play in the college football playoff. Does that feel like that's a big sell for a, a rising football school like yours with a new stadium? If you now have an opportunity to get to the playoff, is that a big sell in recruitment? Yeah, absolutely. If you've had success, if you've found success over the time, but the best you could do is just a bowl game, but now I know that, especially on the you know the Group of Five side of things, if you know if we're in the Mountain West, 
we're consistently going to have a shot at being that group of five school that's going to be in the playoff. And then if you get into a power five, if you're finishing in the top two or three of a power five, you're going to have a really good shot of making the playoff. And I mean, that's the ultimate goal that these you know young men and young women, when they come to your school, they want to win championships. So that's a big selling point. Going back to expansion just for a second, as you talk about the Pac-12 and the Big 12, how do you do that respectfully of the Mountain West, which is a very good conference on its own, and for now you guys are partners. How do you kind of walk that that tightrope? Yeah, I mean, you know, we are members of the Mountain West Conference right now, and we've had a very good run in the Mountain West Conference. Uh, and, you know, really enjoy working with all of my colleagues in the room. But, you know, one of the things is, given the opportunity, anybody in that room is going to take – advantage and we talk about that you know if if your opportunity knocks on the door you're going to open that door and you're going to take it now we've obviously seen in some of these relocation instances like usc and ucla is this a situation in the mountain west where you might be pairing up with conferences in your or i mean schools in your conference is kind of like hey take us and them kind of conversations that way or is it kind of every man for himself right now in the mountain west yeah you kind of have to look at you know who the schools are um you know, and what that other conference might be looking for. So at this point, it's, you know, you're, you're having the conversations on your own. Uh, you know, going back over the last couple of years is various uh, realignment pieces have moved along. You know, have there been conversations with other people in the league about what they might be thinking, what they might not be thinking? Sure. Yes, that's happened. Is there a world, and obviously we've had more than one conversation about, you know, some kind of super conference, even bigger leagues and, football existing on its own. I understand why football and men's basketball need to move around, but like why does soccer, if you guys go to the big 12, that creates some long trips for your Olympic sports. Is there a scenario where football and basketball can live in the big 12 and the other sports can live in the mountain West or something closer to home to save them? Is that even a possibility or is it always everybody goes together? It's everybody goes together for a number of reasons. One, you know, you want to keep everybody together. You want people to have similar experiences. And yes, you start thinking about travel and uh, those pieces. That's going to be hard for USC and UCLA. Um, I think more than people might think. Uh, But at the same time, you know, the Mountain West Conference isn't going to want to be home to, you know, uh, sports that aren't necessarily generating as much revenue and costing the conference something, whereas, you know, the revenue-generating sports are elsewhere. So generally, that's why you're traveling with all of your sports. All right. I am not going to be able to end this conversation without asking you a very important question that I know everybody in San Diego wants to know. Can you truly be a diehard Aztecs fan <laughs> and attend a Padres game where they're showing the game, but you know you may not be able to see the ending with a Padres game? Are you truly a diehard Aztecs fan, J.D. Wicker, if you attend Petco Park? During the final four. During the final four. During the final four. You know, really appreciate our relationship with the Padres and the fact that they did show the game. uh, Yeah. Opened the doors early so that people that did have tickets. And it's a great year to be a Padre fan. Yeah, for sure. Uh, You know, the team's loaded. They're going to get on a roll here shortly and uh, start winning some games and move towards the the top of the division. So, yeah, I think if you're a a Padres fan and you attended knowing you were going to get to watch the game and the Padres did a good job of – making sure people got to see the end of the game. Uh, we really appreciate that. So that's another word. Shady agrees with me. You're more of a Padre fan. What are, the, <laughs> the San Diego dads that sang the, the terrible playoff oh, rap yeah. song, have you guys like gotten rid of them? Have they been kicked out of the city? How does that? Do you know who we're talking about? I do not know what you're talking oh, about. Dude, Pete, do you have it? Yeah, well, let's turn our mics off so he could hear it, folks. San Diego. 
<laughs> Philly going down to yellow and brown. That's what's in. Padres on the loose. Let's go, goose. That's what's in. So those guys Bryce are going to lose. You're a great city, but. That's embarrassing. Like, they should have been kicked out of the city limits by now. That's not going to help recruitment, hearing those guys. Right. And please, no Aztec songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever it takes for uh, whatever it takes for people to show, you know, their excitement for it. You know, you have to, you have to welcome it, and then you can laugh about it, I guess. Uh, real quickly, just to wrap up the Snapdragon Stadium. Again, it's nominated for Sports Facility of the Year. Uh, I just saw, obviously, Boise State. We've been out there on the blue. Beautiful facility. They just had Luke Holmes come through. Garth Brooks has played there. Uh, Snapdragon going to be hosting any concerts? I feel like this has great potential out there too for outdoor concerts. Or is that oh, mainly yeah. going to be a Petco thing? No, we we had Jimmy. We opened with Jimmy Buffett a couple weeks ago. Wow, Jimmy Buffett out Jimmy there. Jimmy Buffett, and then we had the Chili Peppers the next week, and then this fall we have two Coldplay dates. Uh, so we have Coldplay on a Wednesday, Thursday, followed by Guns N' Roses on Sunday and Pink on Tuesday to go along with three soccer. We have three more soccer matches. We have Mexico, Cameroon. We have Gold Cup semifinal, which hopefully will be the U.S. men's national team. And then we have Manchester United versus Wrexham AFC. So a little Man U versus Ryan Reynolds and Tom McElhaney uh, at the end of July. So we've we've got an all-star lineup. We're checking all the boxes wow. on everything we said we'd do with that stadium. I could think of worse trips for anybody to go to than go out to San Diego, sit on the beach for a couple days, and go see Pink or Guns N' Roses at Snapdragon Stadium. So a little bit of a tourist attraction, too, to come, come check it out. That's great. Patty Boyle's going to be at Snapdragon, you said, too, huh? Yeah, I'll be at that Wrexham Man United game. He'll be at the Wrexham Man United game. So you get Pat Boyle out to Snapdragon Stadium. Don't let him on the pier. Yeah, don't let him on the (laughs) pier. Yes. No, you don't need him. You don't need him. Uh, All right, J.D. Wicker is his name. He's nominated Athletic Director of the Year. You going to win this thing tonight or what? Hey, I didn't come out here to lose. <laughs> Do you have something to say? You write a speech, or are you just going to wing it if you win? Supposedly they give you a minute, so I figure I can fill a minute. Okay. Quickly. Will you, if they, you know, trying to play the music, get you off? Will you kind of stiff? Will you keep thanking everybody? What are you going to do? I just keep just talk through it. You got to get through, finished. Talk through it. <laughs> JD, it's been a pleasure having you in the studio. Thank you so much. Good luck with all the stuff going on out there. Snapdragon Stadium sounds awesome. Uh, you guys obviously have had this run to the Final Four, which is incredible. San Diego State, if it wasn't on the map nationally, is officially on the map. We've talked more San Diego State this year, I think, on the D show than we have in 10 years, which has to be a good thing. So congrats on all your success. Yeah, no, really appreciate it. We had another first uh, this past weekend. Our softball team is headed to a Super Regional for the first time ever in Salt Lake. That's incredible. I've been watching some of these softball. They're incredible. Yeah, softball's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah, it's fast-paced. and uh, Those pitches really come in good. from that short a distance? Yeah. I couldn't hit it. They are very good stu- They are very good athletes, so and they can hit it a mile, too. It's unbelievable. Well, congrats on all the success, and congrats. 20 Mountain West team championships the Aztecs have captured since J.D. Wicker has been named the athletic director. Uh, this is the DA Show. More when we come back. CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yes, somebody should punch my dad in the face. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. It is the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. So a couple things off of that. By the way, at Mraz CBS at Andrew Bogus, where you can tweet us. Off the J.D. Wicker, Athletic Director, San Diego State, in studio. A couple things. Number one, full transparency, because if you were watching, you saw me stand up in the middle of the interview. If you were listening, you might have heard, like, sound in the background. We have two TVs on mute here where we're kind of, like, tracking what's going on. One of the TVs in here reboots in the middle of one of J.D. Wicker's answers, and then sound starts blaring out of it. So I had to get up and shut the TV off. And he, like a pro, just kept talking through it. Yeah, and you even took the, I would have went to your left and around, so I didn't go I went behind him. him, yeah. You went right through him to get there. I also couldn't tell Boyle, could you hear it on the air? I heard it in the room. P, what did you think? Could you hear it over the, yeah, I heard in, it. in his microphone, right? Because it was close yeah. to him. Yeah. But yeah, that was weird, because I saw it go off. It turned yeah. off, and then it turned back on at full volume. And I thought maybe he had, like, he had stepped on the remote or sat on it because yeah. I've never seen that before. That but maybe he just got an update and rebooted. That was crazy. But good job by you coming to the rescue. I had to do it. I had a hard hat guy. The other part that I found interesting, it's almost unbelievable. And I actually appreciate this. This is not a knock. How transparent a guy like J.D. Wicker is in the Mountain West of just openly talking about, yeah, we're having these conversations almost every day about yeah. how to leave the Mountain West. And he is he's said it out loud multiple times. It's Big 12 or Pac-12. Like, they know they're wanted. And it's his goal before he's done as right. athletic director. They know, as he said, they've got a lot to bring to the table. And I still am surprised. It doesn't feel right. And I don't know why I feel so strongly about it. But the fact that the Pac-12 is not, is actually the lesser choice right now. Yeah, they're it's the PAC, Pacific. They are they own the Pacific. Well, so, right, and like geography still matters to me, and I know it's that ship has long sailed, especially with USC and USA going to the Big Ten. But they still have Oregon, right? So like I like in my mind, San Diego State, if they're going to move up, they should be in the Pac-12. But even forgetting geography, just looking at the two conferences, the conference with the better setup right now is the Big Twelve, not the Pac-12. Yeah, well, it's, and I hate to say this because football is still king, but let's be honest, it's also the better basketball conference. Well, and it's also been, it has not been run well for more than a decade yeah. now, the Pac-12. Larry Scott, who was a tennis guy, who was the, commi- was a, he did not do a good job. And now, I just don't know how to say his name correctly, George Kliakov, I, he's not, he has not fixed things yet. And he keeps promising new TV deals, and there's still not a TV deal, and they're running out of time, they're running out of partners, they're running out of money to be spent on them. It's a bad situation. Uh, a reminder, coming up in, what, two, three weeks, we will be doing a remote show from a location called Bob's Bar out mm. on Long Island, Friday, June the 16th. So you're going to want to tune in that morning. And if 
you know, you can't make it to Snapdragon Stadium this this summer. Some of you might already have trips planned to Long Island. What is Snapdragon? What kind of company is that? I'm assuming that's the tight. That's like a sponsor. Do they want to sponsor the Bob's Bar show? Perhaps we'll take that. I will tell you, Snapdragon Stadium East. We could call Bob's Bar. We will. We will promote a couple things. Number one, Badlands Booker in the house last year without warning chugged an entire box of Joe from Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) That was not warning for who? Us or his intestines? Uh, well, for all of us, we didn't know it was going to happen. I like bologna. Everybody likes bologna. Peter Schwartz caught multiple T-shirts from the West Babylon Eagle. That happened <laughs> That's last year. true. <laughs> Katie Linendahl is coming for the first time ever to Bob's Bar. And she has kind of hinted Father's Day gadgets will do there. And you never know kids? when Katie's in the house. I can't promise this because I don't know what she's thinking. You never know if she has some goodies she's looking to give away as well. And I've talked to some people at a certain alcohol company that might be giving away some free samples okay. there as well. I've also seen Katie's been sharing videos of live performances of her chart-topping songs. Yeah. So I don't know if we could guilt her into it. I don't know if she'd want to. I don't know if we're technologically capable of doing it, but I would love some yeah. live Katie Lindendahl music. And, of course, we will have another musical songbird of the generation there. Although I do have to say... Pete, we didn't go over this with DA, and it's something we should go over. There was talk about doing something at the start of the show, musically. Oh, yes. That has been hand-waved by the owners of Bob's Bar. We cannot do anything musically until 8 a.m. because of the (laughs) bellowing loudness of it, which I do understand. I've been told, remember, there are neighbors here. Okay. It's like before we played night games at Wrigley. Well, we could do that at the top of the 8 o'clock Yeah, I think that's fair. I think Eastern. that's fair. Mus- anything musically cannot happen until 8 a.m. Eastern. And Schwartz, will you be in the house? <laughs> I will be there, yes. Schwartz will be in the house. I got to talk to my people at Entenmann's, too. Let's get some donuts and stuff there. Yeah, you sent me home with some stuff last I year. I did. Too. Well, everybody gets a goodie bag. Yeah. Is I that the correct stuff. description? No, you Schwartz. you were sent home with things? Hold I on. Was, I, I'm was leaving, defend- I'm- I was leaving. And he said, I don't want and, anything. And Mraz said, before you leave, I've got something for you. <sighs> Brings me in the house. Yep. And hands me a case of stuff, of a variety if, of things. If I'm going to poke fun at Schwartz, I'm going to defend him here. He was walking out empty-handed. Okay, now, I brought this up not to poke fun at you. I have a strong recollection of you within the last week taking that same shot at Peter. That? that? Yes. But you know what? No, I'm glad you brought that up. You know yesterday Wait, when that doofus tweeted at you? We never yeah. even mentioned you oh, on yeah. the show. Well, I, I, I woke up because I had worked late right. the night before, and I saw what looked to be a tweet of somebody – Making fun of the fact that I get free tickets for games. That sometimes. was an unprovoked shot by Daniel, one of our listeners. And then I said, I said, I said, uh, where did this myth come from that every single game that I go to, I get free tickets for? Now maybe and, not and, every and, single. And he made it. He made it seem <laughs> that it was brought up on the show. So I apologize for. No. Invoking that it was no, no. brought up well, on the show. Believe me, there could have been other times it's definitely been brought up yeah. on the show. But no, in this instance, we were talking about Thursday Night Football and the flexing. Yeah. And we said how horrible yeah. that would be if you bought tickets and things got changed around. And this guy took it to, well, it wouldn't affect Pete because he gets free tickets. Uh, but you have now proclaimed you're going to start posting receipts to every yeah. game you buy tickets to. Yeah. This could be a fascinating bit. Could start next week. Oh, Mets? 
We're looking at going next Wednesday's game. Okay. The, it, it, it will not be a last until a last minute thing, and then it'll, we'll do the tick pick or stuff. So the irony: day. he's looking to buy tickets, and I will tell you, I'm going to a Yankee game with free tickets tonight. <laughs> I'm going Friday with free tickets. <laughs> all right, probably in the same exact seats. <laughs> so, all right, so we all yes, we all we all have free tickets. All right, Pete, what do we got an update? Uh, there has never been an NBA team to rally from 0-3 down in a series to win, but the Celtics were hoping last night they could still have a chance to make some history. The quest began in Game 4 of the Eastern Conference Finals in Miami. They were down 9 in the third quarter, and then... Tied at 61. Bam on a bow for Jimmy Butler. Nobody Steve. ever recognized that. Struce runs behind the screen. Right-hand dribble. Attacks the paint. Horford reaches in, knocks it away, and Jalen has the steal. Jalen running with Tatum. He's going to keep it himself and score with the left hand. The Celtics had the lead. There's Sean Grandy along with some stuff there from Cedric Maxwell on Celtics Radio. The Celtics stay alive, beating the Heat 116 99, they cut Miami's lead to three games to one. Jason Tatum, 33 points. Jalen Brown with 17. Said head coach Joe Mazzula settled the team down in that third quarter. It just got us composed. It looked like, you know, potentially like we was in a bad spot, and he, he called a timeout. I thought that was a good decision. Game five is Thursday night in Boston, 8.30 Eastern time. Stanley Cup playoffs, game three of the Western Conference Final in Dallas. Vegas out with speed. Watt across the line right wing. To the left wing. A shot. Score! Barbashev! Ivan Barbashev. A power play goal. Still with 56 seconds left on the major penalty. Wow. 2-0 Golden Knights. Barbashev really cut them. Oh, let it, You know let what? It that wasn't bad. Weekend. You know No, I don't know. I think that was good. Thank I like you. that no, one. It was, it was any, fine. Any Russian name references you want to make after that? No. Nah. Called by Dan Duva? We're not, we're not judging the joke. We're judging the fact that the rest of us can't make those hockey jokes before Sean does bacon. Well, but Sean's now doing it before Boyle does well, bacon. Well, Boyle's so good at bacon, it shouldn't matter what jokes I use, right? Well, yeah, that's your problem, yeah, which you're is kind why of you're making the jokes in now. in a bad spot here, because what if, what, if, no. you know, what if the... The, uh, the the star is aligned, and you had a similar reference that he has. I would hate it, but I'm going to tell you right now. This is why I'm great at what I do. I was going to put Canadian bacon as a treat for our first hour listeners. I was going to make it 620, and I said, you know what? That's going to be tough on Pat to throw together that script that quick, so I gave him as much time as possible to do it at 920 Eastern so you to were, make his life easier today. You were going to make a historical decision to do bacon the earliest it's ever been done before, which would have been unfair to Pat, who's doing your job this morning pre-show, and now you want us to believe that you're the nice guy by delaying it until 920? i got to make it easy for the kid. You're the just that kind of person. The worst. Yep. Now to baseball. We'll start in New York where the Orioles jumped out to a 4-0 lead over the Yankees, but Yankees would rally to tie. Orioles took a 5-4 lead to the ninth. Aaron Judge homered to tie the game, and then in the 10th. Swing and a fly ball, center field. This should do it. Mullins racing back. He's going to be under it. He makes the catch. IKF is going to score. No throw from Mullins. Ball game. Yankees win in 10. The pride of Fordham, Justin Shackle on Yankees Radio. Yankees beat the Orioles 6-5 to for their 15th win in 20 games. Other games last night. Surprised the Yankees can afford them. It's not yeah. funny. Do you think, you think Justin gives money? You think Justin gives money back to definitely. Fordham also? He definitely gives him a little boost, a little taste. A little bit. A little taste. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Royals over the Tigers last night, 4-1. to The Dodgers beat the Braves 8-1. to Major League debut for Bobby Miller, a run in four hits. Over five innings. 
Uh, Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers did not practice at OTAs yesterday because of a minor calf strain. Rodgers, talking to the media yesterday, says he also is trying to find a permanent residence in New Jersey. You know, I'd like to to maybe get out of where I'm living. It's kind of an extended stay place, but maybe feel like home a little bit more, but it's been a lot of fun. Now, there are some nice hotels around the Jets complex, so it yeah. can't be too bad where he's staying right now, but there's some... Yeah, but you want your own TV, your own space, yeah. his own hacky sack court. He's gonna your do own light stuff. switch to make it dark. Exactly. You know, that kind of thing. Rogers said he tweaked the calf during pre-practice conditioning, doesn't think it's too ster- serious, and we all hope so that that's the case. Now it is time to get stunned. Woo! It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. The Kia. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. Do you like Dairy Queen? <laughs> I do. Yeah. I just. <laughs> oh, I thought I wasn't looking at his mouth. I thought he actually started with that. <laughs> I really thought that was him live, but then we go to a Dairy Queen stun. Oh. By the way. <laughs> yes, I do. This has nothing to do with stun to a news. Do you like gummy bears? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Dairy Queen was where my family and I wound up going the night that the waitress spilled the ranch dressing on oh, me at Miller's. She, after after the Miller's, you went on a grill and chill. Across the street. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Now I want Dairy Queen. Well, whatever. Um, You know, it's one thing when you're going down the street and you see like a stray dog or some other Mm. animal. Boil. What about about if you saw a steer running down a highway and you were driving in your car? What would you you say to that? I would floor it and say, get away before he destroys my car. Well, a steer was on the run for weeks and was lassoed and captured on a Detroit area freeway. This happened in Holly, Michigan. Let's hear from people from Holly, Michigan on Twitter. A team of Wranglers, including one on horseback, chased down and yes. captured a wayward steer named Lester across, <laughs> across horseback. several lanes of a Detroit area freeway. State police in car video shows the tail end of Sunday afternoon's chase on northbound Interstate 75 in Holly, it's about 57 miles northwest of Detroit. A rider on horseback and three people in two ATVs, and you can get your insurance from Progressive for an ATV, yeah. can be seen chasing Lester in and around fields and woods along the east side of the freeway as the state police car follows slowly behind on the shoulder. At one point, Lester races from near a clump of trees toward the freeway lanes and is quickly cut off by one of the ATVs before running behind the vehicle and into traffic. Could you imagine this? look out. You got to steer him in the right direction. That's right. There you go. I was thinking the exact same thing. Three vehicles. That one was funny. Three vehicles pass the steer as it runs into the northbound lanes. The rider on horseback catches up Lasso's Lester, which then runs into the median and hops a guardrail onto the freeway southbound shoulder before it stopped. Okay, so here's my question, because we have had bull cow on the loose stories before. Is this one of those that he ran, got loose from like a a plant where he was going to be made into burger? He had been on the lamb for several weeks from a ranch where Lester and four other, I guess I'm pronouncing this correctly, bovine, mm, yes, were relocated after escaping. So he left from, a, essentially a farm. Yeah. yeah. 
Right, so he didn't, doesn't sound like he was in danger of losing his life. That steer had a pretty good life then, you would assume. It sounds like it. And Lester, by the way, is a great name for a cow or a bull, whatever. That's a good name. Lester's a great name. Yeah. Well, I would argue that a human in 2023, that's, we had the conversation the other day about like old person, like that's an old man's name. Lester. Yeah, but like I your don't grandpa mind. can be named Lester. Oh, Lester Bellotti? I could see a Lester Bellotti. No, if you start praying <laughs> the kid around Timmy and Lester, no thanks. I don't know. I think sometimes Lester is more. It's fine. Oh, um, my God. God. It's not oh. out. Where's this the guy's going to quit? <laughs> the tuba guy's going to quit. Where in the world is DA? Make him come back here. <laughs> Make a radio station in Tucson. Get a big baby on the phone and fix all our problems. And the sports station in Holly, Michigan is looking for a yeah. host. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not bad. I just can't believe that. Honestly, Lester though. Lester and the landfill. <laughs> Can we just go back one part of Stun, though? Forget the ATVs. They actually put a guy on a horse to last. Good. Them. Like it was the Wild Wild West in Michigan. Well, they got a ranch, they got cowboys or a guy on a horse. Yeah. Are people still doing that? I feel like that's only on a kid's field trip. I mean, a circus, no. too. You can have it in the circus. There's got to be lassos. People are doing the lassos on the horse in the circus? Every day at farms well, and ranches, people are using lassos. Watch on a, Yellowstone. On a horseback? What is it? Billy Crystal and no, City Slickers? watch Yellowstone. That's a documentary. I don't watch Yellowstone. I hate when people bring up that movie because Billy Crystal comes off as such a fraud in that movie. Because of the Met hat? He wears the Met hat. Yeah, I've heard that, too. But he's on vacation. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, the fact that he's a Yankee fan is crystal clear. When we come back. That's it. I'm out. When we come back, the Milwaukee Bucks head coach search is down to three. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. The show, CBS Sports Radio. Hey guys, what's up? It's Mraz, it's bogus. My hands are extra sticky. There was I got a napkin, you want a napkin? Look, radio stations, when there's free food around, you do what you gotta do. There was just a massive food delivery here that bogus tipped me off to. He's it's slamming French toast sticks. Yeah, I can't tell you where they're from. But it's a lady's name, a young girl's name, and they're delicious. Yeah. The whole the whole house smells like syrup now. I used to have a napkin for these delicious yeah. yet syrupy French toast sticks. Patty Boyle's run out of the studio as well, by the way, right now. All right. The DA Show, CBS Sports Radio. How about the Milwaukee Bucks code search? How about that? Kenny Atkinson. Love it. Nick Nurse. Love that. And Doc Rivers. No, Doc Rivers, though, is going to be a Phoenix candidate. Jack Stern. No, Adrian you. Griffin. Okay, well, that's right. Adrian Griffin. So, right off the bat, before we get to Doc Rivers in Phoenix, I would be okay with Kenny Atkinson. Mm-hmm. He was the former Nets coach that got blown up because Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving came here, but was a pretty damn good head coach in stabilizing that team. Correct. But I still think this comes back to Nick Nurse has won a title. I understand it was with Kawhi Leonard. Guess what? You got Giannis there. Hire Nick Nurse and be done. And it's still kind of stunning to me that they fired Budenholzer without the real plan of who they wanted. Like, I, I, I really thought that Nick Nurse would be hired within the next two weeks. It's May 24th, and we're still just narrowing this down to three people. Right, and yeah, because we were here we were the, the day after that happened, and yeah. you thought they fired Budenholzer to hire Nick Nurse. Yeah, DA had days to burn. And we still may get there, 
but it's not that direct of a line. I think all three of these guys are good choices. Now, Adrian Griffin's been been banging his head to against like that ceiling of breakthrough. He actually was Nick Nurse's top assistant, so a little oddity that like That's right. you're interviewing against your former boss for this job. The only reservation I would have is because it's Giannis and because you know they're kind of ready to win now. You just you never can know for sure what someone's going to be as a head coach. So first timers make me a little tiny bit nervous, especially in this case. Yeah. So I might want to lean towards the proven commodity. I'm a big Kenny Atkinson guy. He should be a head coach again in this league. I actually thought, I mean, he took the Hornets job last year for like 36 hours and then gave it back, which made me think that there might have been a expiration datey kind of thing on Steve Kerr in Golden State, and Kenny went back there to take over. But now here he is interviewing for multiple jobs as well, so maybe there's no end in sight for Kerr. A little Josh McDaniels like, right? Exactly. So, but I I think he should be a head coach again, and I think he'd be. All three of those guys are good choices in my book. And you can't. I don't think there's a wrong pick for the Bucks if they're down to those three guys. And now the story out of Phoenix is that Doc Rivers is going to interview to be their head coach. (laughs) And look, I'm torn on this because I don't want to kill anybody for interviewing Doc Rivers because. In I theory, will. Doc Rivers has made enough postseasons that, like, I guess he should be considered for head coach. But Phoenix, like, if Charlotte wanted to interview Doc Rivers to be their head coach, I'd get it, right? Stabilize the team, get in the sure. postseason. Phoenix just gave up a boatload to get Kevin Durant. They, it looked like they were going to part ways with Chris Paul's offseason. That looks like he's going to be back. Next year is a pretty significant season <laughs> in franchise history yeah. for the Phoenix Suns. Doc Rivers can't be coaching a team where you almost feel like it could be title or bust. I mean, now look, they've Durant for two more years past him, but he's only going to keep getting older. Next year's a huge year for the Suns. And this is almost now like he's the Kyrie Irving of head coaches, minus the crazy. I'm just talking about the numbers don't lie. Teams have had a very odd but consistent habit of being better once Kyrie leaves. Yeah. And Doc Rivers' basketball teams, he can, you know, try to shade and give context to those numbers as much as he wants. The bottom line is... Multiple teams, multiple star players, different cities, different time frames. His teams don't get the job they done. Don't. They get in front. They give it away. They don't win. He Again, he has lost more game sevens than any NBA or NHL coach that we know by multiple games. Yeah. Now, sure, he and gets like, to game seven, but well, then he loses them. And that's what I was going to say. And a good chance the Suns are playing a game seven at some point next year. Right. And, I mean, do, do, should I hit play on... And he's not the best witness, but the but James Harden's answer when asked about his his relationship with Doc, he's like, "Yeah, I guess, I guess we're cool." No, thank you, Phoenix. Don't do this. What are the two pigs on the other side eating right now? What are you eating, Boyle? Wendy's. What are you eating? Bacon breakfast burger. What are you eating, Pete? Wedges. Uh, All right, that's a bad one. Sorry, the- Pete. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 